Hello and welcome to IT Bytes, IT Services new podcast. I am your host, Nalette Hurley, and I am here today with Deirdre Keane. Hello. And we are joined by Rosie Coffey. Hi. So Rosie would have first worked in UCC in 2017 as our IT security officer uh, before spending time in UL and returning to us in 2022. Rosie currently leads our enterprise solutions team in IT services, but she is also a member of the National Cyber Security Awareness Task Force, which is built to tackle the growing problem of technology in gender-based crime. So just before we begin, I just would like to add a trigger warning to this episode. Some listeners might find it difficult. We will be discussing image-based abuse, impersonation, harassment, uh, etc. So really, listener discretion is advised. So Rosie, welcome. Hello, great to be here. So we're talking today about technology facilitated abuse. And I suppose, what exactly is it? So technology facilitated abuse. So I suppose technology in first instance is what makes all our life easier and better. But it's also actually been used and weaponized in, in some areas. So it's like a type of cybercrime, but it's actually the use of technology to harass, stalk, humiliate, threaten, or even threaten to humiliate online. And it is it is a, a, a type of crime um, that has really accelerated in the last couple of years, in particular over COVID, when there was a lot of restricted move, movements. And it's something that in domestic violence circumstances and domestic and gender-based violence that it's a, a weapon that uh, perpetrators are using more and more to exert control over their okay. victims. Would you have kind of an exa- an example, maybe an everyday example that a person might yeah. understand? Yeah, so so there's certainly a scale um, to technology facilitated abuse and it could be something like we see in social media platforms um, like impersonation, humiliation, constant trolling, um, but it could then also extend to um, a much more insidious um, and nefarious examples where... Um, um, there's using like things like stalkerware, which is a, um, a, a be like software that you don't know has been put on maybe your, on one of your devices. Exactly, exactly. Like stalkerware or even like tracking devices, surveillance devices are using the Internet of Things to to um, monitor, control. Um, and that could be within a relationship um, to, you know, where somebody might be already in an abusive re- relationship, but they're using technology to further control that person. Okay, so the task force I mentioned, so the National Cybersecurity Task Awareness Task Force. Sorry, um, how did you come to join that? How did you become a member yeah. of that task force? So, so for so you mentioned um, I worked in cybersecurity, um, and I got involved um, with a group of women um, who we were a minority group in a very male-dominated field. Um, so we were part of, um, we r- ran lots of projects. Um, so it was a passion project again, like kind of promoting female in technology and particularly in this case females in cybersecurity, um, you know promoting people to uh, be on panels visibility of, of female people to talk about the hard topics not just soft topics around mm-hmm. cyber and one of the projects we ran was around diverse security <laughs> um, so diversity in security and we got a lot of findings around that around how to encourage more females into cybersecurity. so like looking at your um, your roles and kind of encouraging lots of different disciplines around cybersecurity. so the one of the um, uh, members of that, uh, Joanne O'Connor, Connor, um, approached me to join the task force. Um, so she works with Hewlett Packard Enterprises and she leads up the task force. And there's a number of us represented from industry, um, academia, and uh, most importantly, the services that support actually victims of uh, domestic 
abuse, all right, so Safe Ireland. So really the task force was founded um, because these are the people who provide services. So they're an umbrella, Safe Ireland are an umbrella organisation for small domestic violence services across Ireland. They actually articulated a real issue in terms of what they're seeing when people present to them with symptoms of technology facilitated abuse but their personnel who are highly trained personnel from social workers, etc., aren't really equipped to help that person if they are being stalked or if they are being monitored online. They're not really, they weren't really sure how they could actually help that person. So that's where we came in. And there was a, there was a number of things that they had from, from a cyber security. So we are a group of women um, who have a particular expertise that we can help other women and that's yeah. really where it all came about. Um, so Trend Micro also involved and there are other organisations yeah. also involved. It's, it's impressive that you all came together just and it's making real change as well. And you mentioned there Safe Ireland and the task force and Safe Ireland. You would have come together, I think, was it last October and you launched the Red Flags? Yeah. Our so, abuse campaign uh, in Cork, wasn't it, in October? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit more about the campaign? And yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we've probably been working together maybe nearly two years at this stage or 18 months at least. Um, but what we launched in September was probably a result of a lot of work uh, predating that. So one of the things we launched was uh, the Red Flags Our Abuse campaign. So this was basically a billboard campaigns that were all around Cork um, City. Um, and they were about Red Flags Our Abuse. So there was three particular themes to them. Um, so one was around incessant messages, right? So you asked me about an example. So that's one example, right? So if somebody is persistently messaging you, and there was one example, and it was very public in the media last summer, um, where I think there was a victim. She had been messaged in a year 30,000 times. And in one oh instance gosh. for like 600 messages in um, a really short period of time, like every couple of seconds. And you can imagine what mm. that might be like for somebody mm. if who maybe is at work and, you know, maybe that, you know, it, it might be safe place for them. But like your phone is always with you and yeah. they're constantly messaging. So, so anyway, um, the, the campaign, one of the billboards were like incessant messages, uh, there's mm. a red flag. Mm. Um, another example was um, around stalkerware um, or even the sharing of locations. So there are different ways that somebody could surveil somebody using a device. And it could be that you actually just have your your device location shared with your perpetrator mm. um, or with yeah. somebody um, or they do it unbeknownst to you or yeah. to do it yeah. beknownst to you. But then again, that's their monitoring your every movement because yeah. your phone is with you yeah. all the time. And it's frightening that some, somebody could be experiencing that but not know it. You you know, it's yeah. just a tap on a, somebody's yeah. phone and yeah. then you can know exactly where you are. Like, it's so easy. And like, there are instances where you want to share your location with mm, somebody. Yeah. You know, you're meeting up with a friend. You want them to know where you are, how far you are, particularly if it's late in the evening yeah. and you're female, that mm. might be another reason for wanting, you know, to let your friend know you are coming and this is yeah. where, you're, where you're at. Those tools, are, they're, you know, they're very usable, they're very accessible. Mm. And, mm. you know, if your phone is just there on the counter, anybody could yeah. enable it without you maybe yeah. Yeah. ever And, and it's ever funny, it, it can keep you safe, but in the case of yeah. what you're speaking at, Rosie, you're unsafe. Yeah, you or, know, or is it just another another or, means of controlling or them? Or control and, 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 yeah. Control and yeah. It's like so you said you were here. Yeah. 
but I know you were there. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's... it's yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And then the third one that was in that particular campaign for the, the billboard campaign was around financial control, which is obviously another means of, of uh, controlling that person. And, you know, I, I've heard of another example there where um, like a person was locked, locked out of all their online banking. And sure, it's almost mm. impossible to do banking yeah, if you're yeah. not doing it online, it's right? Financial so abuse is another yeah. form of control. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, and it was then just, you know, I suppose driving awareness to like so the 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 the, the um billboards were very visual and yeah. they were supported by cyber skills as well um and cyber awareness ireland um so there, you know there was a lot of work went into kind of creating an impact with them mm. and, and how they looked mm. um and then uh like it drove lots of conversations drove a bit of a media and, and really i suppose the purpose of all of that was to drive awareness and drive some conversations around this topic yeah. which you know not many people would mm. really be aware of like we were very used to talking about cyber security and hackers but this is a different it's this a is different, a very it's a, it's mm. everyday a different use of of uh, technology yeah. um, and you know particularly for young people um, who might be a little bit more vulnerable like I, I would absolutely be thinking about our students mm. here in the university um, and like sharing locations just be, to be aware that this is this yeah. is a red flag and um, this is not you know something that's yeah. normal and like then there's there was a, another resource that we produced um, prior to that then was a, a, a booklet and a booklet sounds like something very basic but actually it's a really rich mm. taught through booklet and uh, it's an a resource to understand and help and, and get me launched that in September to your, yeah. to your point um, it was then to uh, another aid for absolutely for the frontline services who we are really supporting with this but also for anybody who might actually need to help anybody in these kind yeah. of situations mm-hmm. giving them tactical proper support and signposting for how you might how, how where to how go te- to get help yeah or how, yeah. how technology facilitated abuse might present itself and what mm. might be the symptoms be mm. like is you know and yeah, it, it, does that it, it's quite complex it actually gives, yeah and I, excuse me I've read the booklet and it gives more detail on how to recognise it because even I was reading it going oh okay yeah that yeah. actually is yeah. technology facilitated abuse when you, when you yeah. read it go, of course it is it's just and it goes back to that awareness thing mm-hmm. when you see it there in black and white you're going wow even mm. probably and again for younger people that incessant messaging and I think you refer to like blowing up your phone yeah. it's kind of normal it's, and um, in some cases it's, it's normalised as well normalised there's, yeah. there's a kind of a branch in terms of like say fiction and storytelling uh, of certain types of relationships where this like obsessiveness is almost romanticised mm. and it's not healthy and it like literally harps back to twilight and it goes from there mm. there's the whole branch yeah. and if you can separate fantasy from reality brilliant but if you actually think that that is yeah. a healthy relationship or is somehow modeling a healthy relationship it, 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 yeah. and that's the problem it's it's like knowing the difference between fantasy and reality and what is genuinely a healthy behavior and what is not mm. and I suppose at the moment Rosie yourself and myself and um, a whole team of others are working on developing a digital badge uh, to help people recognize and respond to technology facilitated abuse um, could you be able to maybe tell us a little bit about, about yeah. that project yeah. so this project came about um this was part of the work that I was doing anyway within the task force and then I did a leadership course in the IMI um the UCC leadership course in the IMI and then this was one of the look for like a proposal around a wellness project and I proposed this with the team I James Northridge and a few of us were on the team and we proposed this as a digital badge um and I got the counsel of uh, Professor Louise Crowley um around this so I suppose we had um 
maybe maybe let me say say first that we'd actually as part of the task task force we had created a relationship with the e-safety commissioner in Australia okay and it's important to point out because actually the regulatory environment and the supportive environment around technology facilitated abuse in Ireland is maturing um, and it's not really there yet there's huge um, support and Minister McEntee and currently Simon Harris are doing loads of work around this and there's loads of active campaigns which is fantastic to see and that's support into the future but at the moment we don't well we and we just have a, a new online commissioner but 12 months ago we didn't um, and we don't and in Australia they are seven years ahead of oh, the wow. current so they're the trailblazers nationally internationally for for this for recognising this as, a, as, as something that needs to be supported and brought into law and into policy but also developing resources to support the public the general public and people in frontline services around this for educating. So so one of the, the needs of Safe Ireland was for education and awareness. So what we did, they they um, had a course um, that was really good for around responding to and recognising technology facilitated abuse. The Australians had it. The Australians did, the Australian the government. Course. We actually benchmarked our content on that um, because that is, I suppose, they were the leaders for it. Mm-hmm. And then we've enhanced it and augmented it. So this became a proposal for a digital badge within UCC, particularly for the relevance of staff and students um, and I'm sure and I'm aware of um, and we're all aware of the story of Alicia um, who 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 also spoke at... The, uh, oh, Alicia uh, O'Sullivan, isn't correct, it? Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. And where she was impersonated yeah. on Instagram, her account was taken over, she had a quite large following and uh, the response was really diff- poor for her and she then turned it into something really positive mm. and founded Safety Over Stigma and addressed the Iraqis around the online safety media bill and turned it into a really big positive. Yeah. But I suppose the reality is, is that there is a lack of support around uh, supporting students and uh, around this area. So the relevancy of this course for staff and students is really high, as well as, of course, for for Safe Ireland Mm. and frontline services who could be nurses, lawyers, anybody who would come into... Hairdressers. Yeah, exactly. All the therapeutic services. Absolutely. Um, So that's where that's where the foundation came from it, the initial concept I was absolutely mentored and coached by Professor Crowley to make this become something actually and like so she advised me to get kind of um I suppose stakeholder sponsorship across UCC mm-hmm. for this to become and and listen anybody I spoke to everybody wants to help with this so like Anne Gannon again as a, this is leading into um the strategic plan for UCC and then um Avril Hutch from an EDI point of view and then mm-hmm. Nolesh yourself and the other members from the IT inclusivity team who are supporting the development of this. Um, you know, it all falls into what UCC is about. Um, yeah, like both the culture in terms of, of UCC. Yeah, yeah. F- both internally for our own people and externally. And then just in terms of then anchoring it, so Pro- Professor Maura Lyon in the School of Applied Social Studies, because we already work with Safe Ireland and that's the school that mm. uh, develops uh, nursing and uh, social studies, it was really relevant to anchor that in that. And so they, they championed it, bringing it into the school, which is really yeah. important from a governance point of view, for ethics approval, for all the digital badge governance. So it's not just 
something that were, you know, to maintain that quality yeah, and that benchmark. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So Dr. Shirley Martin has been helping us in that. So that's all the people within UCC, yeah. um, of which there's loads, and I hope I haven't left anybody out, yeah. um, and apologies if I have. But also then the, the task force people, mm-hmm. so bringing the cyber expertise um, and, and developing the content. And I think I, I feel really proud of the collaborative effort of that. We're nearly there, no mm-hmm. as you're well aware, because you're involved in this, um, of all yeah. the content um, and how we've uh, we've really enriched it. And it's really, there's a really high bar to the quality. So we're getting ready to, to yeah. launch it soon. Um, I, like... It's amazing. And I can say that to both of you and everyone involved. Like it's it's so important. I think probably people were like, yeah, I want to be part of it because they recognize how important it is yeah. and how it can help people. And, like this and, is to help people and at the, the end of the day. Have. That's exactly yeah. the and, and just to yeah. add as yeah. well, like you both have busy jobs. You're doing this in addition to your very busy day jobs as well. So I just want to give credit to yeah. that as well. You it's, know, it's, so. um, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. It is it's one of the things like because you kind of you'd be aware of the existence of something. So obviously I knew the domestic violence was a mm. thing and and that the idea of technology facilitated abuse hadn't really occurred to me um, for whatever reason. When one of my colleagues, quite a young woman, she got a, an Apple AirTag. She uses it to find her keys. When it was described to me how those worked, yeah. my brain just went, Oh, yeah. The, just the potential for misuse. Yeah. And it upsets me mostly because my background is in computer science. Mm-hmm. I am a certified nerd. And the idea that the tools and the items that I enjoy and I think are beneficial have this darker side. Yeah. It's yeah. so it's so frustrating because they have there's they can be good. Like with the yeah. AirTag example. A person I follow online was going to Orlando, Florida with her kids. They were going to Disneyland. She had a little watch strap thingy with the air tag in it. Off they went. You know, she mm. like, you know she could keep an eye on where they were. If she lost sight of them, she had like you know reassurance that she could find her children. Yeah, perfectly Again, good, a, valid a tool example to, to, to yeah. keep your loved ones safe. Yeah, so an, an example of the the counter of that where the nefarious person would stitch it into the coat of yeah. Uh, yeah. a person that they want to stalk or um, into children's toy, mm. um, yeah. a little camera into yeah. children's that toy. That was the so, most disturbing you know, bit when I was working on the course, putting together the information. Yeah. Like two things, either putting the stalker wear on the child's phone mm-hmm. or putting the camera mm-hmm. or whatever in the child's toy. Mm-hmm. I was. And actually, uh, you mentioned stalker wear there. Like, what stalker wear for people that mightn't know what it is? It's, it's literally. It's, I, I know the name yeah, kind of gives it, it away, gives, but. It gives just, you a hint, but it's like. So normally, when you install software on your phone, it's coming from the. It's approved, it's in the Apple Store, it's mm-hmm. in Google Play. Stalkerware is not really or shouldn't be available in the proper stores. Some possibly gets through, but you can basically use the dark web. You can mm. get you can get the application and you can basically manually install it okay. on a person's device. It might look like a calculator in terms of the icon. It might okay. look like, a, you know, some application you've just forgotten that you downloaded once upon a time. Okay. And you don't notice it. You don't yeah, react I, to and, it. And it can do more than just um, do your yeah, your, can, your stalking. So there was an example of a case um, last summer in Donegal. And there's two, two points around this, actually, I'd like to make. Um, so in uh, that exact point, like, it can intercept all your messages and read your messages. Mm. Um, and to, like, you and know, forward really your to, messages. Gosh, yeah. So, yeah. so in terms of narrowing that person's world... Um, like, 
what's safe it's very to powerful. do. You know, like if yeah. you're, if all your messages, your private thoughts are being mm-hmm. forwarded on, who are they going to? God, yeah. And beyond there, where could they be put? Yeah. Um, if you have images on your phone, you know, are they being taken mm-hmm. and yeah. backed up somewhere else? So, so as such, if stalkerware is on your phone, they've access to everything, to everything. on your yeah. phone. And, um, and, I, and I guess, yeah. and you've kind of answered it there, how do you know it's on your phone? How do you recognize it? And again, it could be just an icon. Yeah. You go, oh, yeah. that's... But there are some other some other things, right? So if your your phone starts to deplete battery mm-hmm. more often than are you mm. more often than um, than it should. So it if it should. goes from lasting twelve hours to six, yeah. okay. okay. Or if um, you know you're getting random notifications around different things. So there are signs and there are mm. indicators, and it's, of course we'll go into that. So yeah, how okay. you might how you might detect it on your own phone, or how you might actually um, help some somebody if they're presenting and they they could so it goes into kind of detective okay. yeah. tactical yeah. Do, and like, pieces around if that if you yeah. do discover stalkerware on your phone you basically need to do a factory reset right that is yeah. the only that, way to guarantee well, okay hold on a second let's talk about this for a minute <laughs> so this is about the response yeah. and gathering evidence right um so like if if something like this does does present um either for yourself or if you're assisting somebody who has it like gathering evidence is really important and preserving mm-hmm. mm-hmm. evidence is yeah. really important and getting professional help is really important um and like we definitely have seen kind of very recent media campaigns from government coming out now so these this this it would not be odd to report this to uh to guards and Anymore. A couple mm-hmm. of years ago, perhaps, yes, but nowadays not. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's really important to go to a service um, and then to plan. And I suppose as well, like if somebody is doing something that to either your phone or somebody you're helping, like that's quite an insidious thing mm-hmm. that's happening. So yeah. really safety is really, really Massively. important. So like so, they might notice if you uninstall it. Yeah, you just yeah. You really, there's lots of considerations, you know, there's lots yeah, of considerations. Yeah. So just in terms of giving advice, I really want to point to the booklet yep. because it really calls out yeah. all the really, yeah. and, and I guess really considered yeah. uh, before point. you... Self action, maybe, and and do yeah. things maybe mm-hmm. like in time. Probably you will reset your phone. Probably yeah. go to yeah. the authorities. Absolutely. Whether you contact yeah. Safe Ireland again, or Women's Aid, evidence or gathering is is really important. Yeah. Exactly. Again, if you do that, that evidence is gone, yeah. and yeah. that perpetrator, yeah. you know, and technically your phone will be yeah. will be the evidence. Yeah, you know, I'd like to give two examples of when you talked about the software because the other example mm. of somebody um, and this this person and she was so brave to become uh, public about what happened to her. Um, she was based in Donegal, and she said, um, and she went public to raise awareness around it for that exact reason um, and someone had taken over her uh, phone and all of them things and actually and and this is where I think the course can have an impact um, but the perpetrator had really really isolated her and her only place was when she was in work but her performance in work so she was you know a high high um, functioning individual and her performance in work had really gone downhill okay. um, because of what she was going through personally and it was her boss who approached her and said you know like what's going on here is, mm. is everything okay and she ended up making a disclosure to her, her boss and that in that moment how the boss responds might you know mm. like set the person in one path or another and that yeah. person the, 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 her boss recognised how absolutely serious this was yeah. and made a plan with her come in tomorrow we leave your phone at the desk I'll ring the guards in advance we'll wow. you know she's made a, a really safe plan with that person mm-hmm. um, and I, I think I suppose that's like one of the most important things I suppose that is, is in terms of the response obviously believe her is the most important thing yes. 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 in first and foremost believe yes. the person but then it's it's about it's about how you respond and how you help that person and having a considered response around it mm-hmm. so I just think mm-hmm. and I think that, that that for me like when I heard stories around 
around that, like that's again another motivation of this could literally be anybody. And that's, you know? and that's and the thing. I mean, like you just said there as well, believe her. Yeah. Because statistically speaking, women are far more likely to be victims yeah. than men. No. Bad things happen correct. to everybody. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. It's just statistically speaking, your yeah. odds are the odds of it yeah. happening to you are greater. Yeah, and, and and it can happen to other minority groups, mm-hmm. right? And we yeah. do cover that in the course. Yeah. We have a the, whole the, section the on intersectionality, the intersection. And, yeah, and 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 where and I suppose there are some some groups that were more vulnerable to this type mm-hmm. of uh, behaviour and this type of abuse than others. Um, so people who have disabilities, people who have are from other minority groups mm-hmm. are more vulnerable yeah. because they don't have access to yeah. the same resources, yeah. etc. So we cover off all that in, in, in the course. Yeah. But you're, you're right, like this is generally a gendered problem, you know. Getting back onto the digital badge, so it's it's being developed and worked on at the moment and so it'll be available to UC staff and students. Yeah. Uh, is there a timeline for its launch? Or there is, yeah. Where, so. where, where is it at? <laughs> Do we want to come on I ask the best questions. Yeah, so this has been a passion project, right, for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. So people are doing this in their spare time. We're doing, like we've called Australia, it could be 8 o'clock in the morning, it could be 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. I'm trying to hit the timelines. People are churning stuff out into the weekend. Um, no, I know you did two stellar weeks back in January. So I suppose yeah, uh, play. We're, we're nearly there. We're now talking about the launch. We're getting a lot of support from our colleagues in CPD and the digital badge office as well in terms of the process around around it um, and getting ready. I think we're going to have a pilot like our soft launch, you know, end of June timeframe, I think that's probably fair okay, to say. Okay, okay. And so then we're soon. hoping, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in like, review stage and then we're hoping then to launch it. Let's like, say Q4. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to go, go quarters with this. I, yeah, 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 I kind yeah. of think it would be good to kind of tie it in with um, if we can at all with the with the back to school with the start yeah. of term yeah. uh, or semester just because so much of the information will be mm. really beneficial to the student population yeah. and like we don't want to frighten people we don't want people to be uh, like scared but we do want them to be informed yeah, yeah. we want and them aware. to be awake and uh, like register you know what I can see this happening either to myself or to somebody else and it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right. Is there something I can look at? Is there a resource for me? Who can I talk to? Yeah. Um, the, the thing with technology, I was thinking about it today. I had I looked up to check, but Facebook launched in 2004. Pretty much as soon as it beca- became a thing, there yeah. were people out there being not nice on it. Yeah. So the idea of online bullying and all these things... The, they're well established and it's been nearly mm. nearly 20 years of social media. There's a law in Ireland now, it's referred to as Coco's Law. Yeah. It came into law in January, I think, 2021. You know, it took all that many years for there to be legislation that says if you behave inappropriately or um, in a way that is harassing, that is mm. abusive, mm. like it took nearly... And, Fifteen years for the uh, law yeah. to catch uh, up. Listen, no, no, actually, raising a great point there, and I, I like I think like bringing up Coco's law and the harmful communications and relations offence is really important because it is a crime to post a picture of somebody without your consent. It is also a crime to threaten to do that yeah. if it's going to bring about harm to that person. They're crimes, mm. um, and I, I'm not sure that everybody's aware of that yeah. um, so yeah. just just, just yeah. both and, in, on, on that point and launched in May was that serious consequences campaign about that very yeah. subject and that was new to me that even threatening to go I'm going to you know mm. share that image because you know that actually is a crime and, and the advert actually is the person going like but I didn't share it like, like I only what, what's to the do big it. deal yeah. and the, the, the uh, big know. deal is that the threat could 
coerce somebody into a behavior mm. that they don't want to do. Mm. Mm. So I will post this picture of you that's compromising if you don't. If. Yeah. And that's why it's a crime, uh, because that, there's power in that. And usually in these situations, there's a huge power dynamic. There's a, there's an imbalance. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, so, yeah. And it's, I think power um, is, is a huge part of it. Yeah. Massively. Oh, yeah. Can I uh, jump in? With my, uh, <laughs> I, I usually come in with one question for people. And uh, like, um, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. And uh, yeah, I didn't realize that there was uh, that kind of level of kind of detail going into stalking. So it's it's very interesting to hear about it. Like my point is like, uh, like what re responsibility do the big tech companies have in re in relation to Because like it's even before, like, say, um, the cyber stalking, there was there's, you know, there's, it's been, uh, in, like affecting like the arts, music and all that. And then they will kind of abdicate responsibility saying over oh, just the platform even though they'll have this uh, massive impact uh, on people or or maybe like like label gazing a bit like say I, I would think like mobile phones might be allowed till people are 16 in the future yeah. it'd be like cigarettes or something like but I'm delighted yeah. to buy this up because yeah, yeah. like I, I think this is part of what you know the future will hold um, so we're aware of the concept of security by design privacy by design we're aware of our obligations under data protection um, and there's a commissioner and there's, you know, EU legislation, GDPR, et cetera, around all of that. Um, safety by design. So when we're when big tech are building product, how safe, do, are they doing assessments around how safe that product could be? Do all children's toys need to be internetable? Um, and internetable is not a word, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you know what I, I mean. know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, like yeah. and are the... No, but, it, but genuinely, it's a very serious point, though. Like, so, so, I, I, so safety by design is something that I think we will see. It's been spearheaded by... Um, Australia, um, but it's something that's going to come in in the EU. Um, so that's that's part of it. But then for the big tech and the social media companies and the takedown orders, like it's very unfortunate that we have to wait for an online media bill to enforce um, like a proper response. We mentioned Alicia mm -hmm. Sullivan and how long it took her to get her images taken down from platforms. Um, like they should be. So now that's, you know, eventually it's going to come into law that it'll be regulatory and you need to take it down within X amount of time mm. or you could be fined and, and like like GDPR. Yeah, but you, other you things... You have to hit them where it hurts. Yeah, but, it, but it's bigger. Like big tech, tech have the wherewithal, you know, from using AI in the for the same algorithms and methodologies that they use to, you know, promote content mm. and... Serve you ads. To, yeah, and, you know, in, you know encourage you into, into different things. That mm. very same technology and then very same algorithms could be used to remove harmful content. Mm -hmm. So big tech have absolutely got a role to play in this and it's really unfortunate that yeah. they're not doing this. And I, there's another point that I think, like I'm really hopeful by getting this digital badge in and then we're like getting into computer, computer science and like sustainability is a natural accessibility. These mm. are natural things that younger people care about. Like I think yeah. these are the kind of things that younger people care about that, that can influence product yeah. and mm. the development of product into the future and that will, big tech should become more... Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Moral. <laughs> even from um, like uh, I, I, I don't know much about what's going on on Australia now so you might notice but like you know the way even from a taxation point of view like you know we need the resources to be able to kind of you know build the laws and provide supports for people like is there maybe are there, is there more technology taxes in Australia or that you know because like in Ireland it's very soft touch but we need to actually tax yeah, them so that we can fund yeah, the regulation I think, I, of it I think it's know? going to come to be honest I, so I know do I know the laws in Australia yeah. I absolutely don't oh, yeah. but in terms of the commitment and what's going to come for the online safety media bill in Ireland and uh, the commitment around it's 
and in the establishment. So the domestic sexual and gender-based violence strategy was launched last year under Helen McAtee and she's a really very impressive strategy and action plan um, and, and you know, bystander intervention championed by Louise Crowley is mentioned in there. But I think these are the things will come under the new commissioner under the Online Safety Act. But you're right, like it's it's um, it's the regulation, but it's also then the resources and support. So mm. like where I feel that what we're doing is very much aligning where we're going to get to because we're benchmarking ourselves against the best in the world in this. These are absolutely resources that will be aligned and supported direction of travel of the government in Ireland which are actually kind of doing they're doing good stuff you know I'm not sure it takes time yeah but like challenge big tech like why are they waiting for the regulation yes. yeah. why aren't they proactively yeah. looking at doing some of these need, things like they need us as customers all of them you know, you and, know yeah. and sometimes I'm like we need to maybe the focus is vote with our feet uh-huh. and, yeah. you know, and young delete. people are looking for big tech and the big social media companies to kind of step up and, yeah. and to take and, responsibility and, take responsibility and do the right thing. They can yeah. do it. So it's, like it's, put, it's about putting user safety yeah. rights at the centre of the design and yeah. the development of products. Yeah. You know, it's user okay. safety. Yeah. And, you know. and I guess, I don't know, I'd be kind of concerned that they're kind of, okay, you're being told to do it. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. What you would like to happen is that going, we're, we're going to do this because it's, it's really important to us. Yeah. We need to tackle this and we actually have the technology to tackle it. And it just kind of seems like they're just not. And, you know, brave people like Alicia and that case you mentioned in Donegal, you know, they're brave enough to use their voice to come forward to bring awareness to this. But not everyone is. And And the thing is, with this type of technology facilitated abuse as well, it silences people. It does. They're they're afraid to use their voice. There's a stigma and there's a, and and that's really unfortunate. And I think that's kind of part of like talking about this is really great to give the platform even here today to talk about something that's slightly uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but actually by talking about it normalises it. There's Mm -hmm. really good research in um, Australia um, uh, and Rose. One in two people out of a really big have been a victim of technology facilitated abuse. One in two. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can be so small, like, it can, like you say, the incessant messaging. Yeah. It can be something very doable. You don't need yeah. to be tech savvy in order to be doing something that is abusive. But yeah. it, but it would, wouldn't it be great, like if you you know if you had a son or a daughter who was really aware of what the red mm. flags were, and yeah. so or you know a sister, or a brother, niece or a friend, a niece or a nephew, mm. and like just yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just uh, you know these are the red flags. These yeah. are the behaviours that are are yeah. are not really okay. Um, mm. And. Yeah, and even you know, if get you see to get them, in early, so it's all about prevention. You know, yeah, this is yeah, 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 ultimately yeah. about and, prevention. And, and you know, like how it was that campaign was presented and communicated was super, super clear. Hmm. And you know that if people have that information, it, it could just help themselves or help somebody else. Yeah, completely. You know? um, and with the digital badge, then what's what's your hopes for it? If that's the right word, or what do you hope to achieve? Where do you see it going? Do you see it going outside the the walls of UCC? Oh, yeah. yeah, you know. So like it's going to be public. So it's on Canva. Sorry, I should yeah. probably should have made that clear. So the intention of it is for all frontline services. So okay. I suppose once we have it developed, mm-hmm. it'll be um, then the engines will need to get into place to promote it and yeah. and make it available. Get it into you know things like the guards. Get it into all all the frontline services. Yeah. Um, so in terms like, like of HSE and yeah, yeah, yeah. and. And, you know, um, like loads of organisations are now like so most organisations are are either underway or starting to develop domestic violence policies um, and understanding how to respond to it. So, you know, the example in Donegal, like it was great that she had a great manager who yeah. who 
broader in the right path. But like it's a great well-being resource to have for for any organisation yeah. and, yeah. and manage to, to educate um, staff on how they might help anybody who yeah. might be reporting something in harm's way. Yeah, yeah. yeah and just then maybe on a, on a positive yeah. note, dear delegates, you asked like yeah. where do we see it going? So we were on a call last week and with the with the, our colleagues in the safety commissioner in Australia and they brought in their research group and the research arm to it and there was some parallel. So I just think there's real opportunity for research into the future as well. You know, in, in, again in understanding the behaviours that do yeah. this and preventative measures around this and so if you were to talk about like what do I see for the future around this it is you know bringing academia industry and um, yeah. government like the services yeah together to address this I think we're in a really strong place that we're doing that naturally and organically here in Ireland and it's a real grassroots thing oh, that it just happened kind of but but one of their research uh, outputs was that's a recommendation to bring government university um, yeah. industry together and it's something that we've kind of just done kind of a little bit organically and it's yeah. not funded or it is nothing but oh, it's, it's, it yeah. is um, and it's such it's a heavy topic but and as heavy as it is it's this is really really positive you know, so and, I, and that's what motivates everybody, right? Exactly. So that's everybody who's doing yeah, his passion and, project. And motivation, I know, that's I, the motivation. Being in the room with both of you, I, I can get that, and I'm sure you can as well, Owen. Um, you can get that, mm. you know. Yeah. So no, it is really because, like, I have, I don't have kids of my own. I have my my sister has two children, or one of my mm. sisters has two children. Um, you know, they're teenagers. They're 14 and 17. Again, I I live online. They're online a lot, and I worry about them. You know, I, I do. I worry about them. So it's like knowing that something like this will exist, that there will be a tool to teach them to make sure yeah. they're aware of the potential pitfalls and what to look out for. It's just like you know, I'm kind of arming them to yeah. to have a kind yeah. of a, yeah. a kind of yeah. secure and kind of stress free, happy so, helping people help themselves. That's yeah. exactly how we yeah. positioned it yeah. to the services, helping yeah. them to help themselves and Absolutely. help others. Yeah. And, and just to mention as well, um, and you did mention Professor or, uh, Louise Crowley, her uh, digital badge and that whole bystander intervention as well. You know, they're linked they're, in a yeah. lot of ways. That's and exactly again, it. her yeah. different kind of subject, but slightly aligned. No, this is similar. It's, it's kind of going yeah, like like bystander intervention in the physical sense but also like actually we all should be bystanders on the internet right yeah. and calling out all bad behaviour because the internet is a place that we can be a bit passive and we mm. see like you know Twitter wars and and there's a tolerance for abuse in yeah. the internet that isn't really tolerated outside yeah, of it but actually being a bystander being a bystander and bystander intervention and calling out bad behaviour around the internet yeah. will be you know, that's another, another, a whole other... It's so true. It's, you, it's, know. And you know what, it's actually even difficult to do it online. The number of comments that I have deleted, I'm just going to not, not drawing yeah. it on myself. It's like you're going to get the notification. It's going to, like you get a notification 20 days later. I remember, oh, it was just completely trivial. Uh, we rate dogs. I put a sad face because some a, a dog had passed away and I put a sad face in a comment. That's all I put in, just a sad face. And someone replied, did you really? Yeah. It's like, what, like? It's a yeah. dog. Mm. <laughs> it's like I probably did actually. Yeah. Like I just don't comment on things online. I'm just mm. like just so you, you don't get that in, that in was, your feed or whatever. Like yeah. we rate dogs as a happy account. <laughs> you know, there's there's very little antagonism mm. going on there. Mm. But the times I just I can't. It's very persistent and it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, because there are times when you see a comment and you're like, oh my god, that that's. Just, yeah, but, but again, you know, it, it's often people go, sure, what can I do? I don't know what to do. You yeah. know that. Yeah, if there was a way, if there was a handbook for how to tackle yeah. those type of comments on Facebook and stuff as well, you that know, would be useful. While you're at it. It's like, well, <laughs> while we're at it, we make a second, a second course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a 
Let's end in a positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And actually, I I did have another question, but we kind of answered it. But it was kind of like this is really challenging subject and you know how do you deal with the heaviness of the topic and everything but I, I did find it challenging initially you know yeah. um because we have to do training with safe ireland yes, and, around that was and it, was, it was it was heavy but i mean it, you know it was still empowering mm. and like we should never shy away from learning about these mm. things but yeah. really the the motivation is about helping the organizations and helping people and the impact that it's having and even like safe ireland as an organization themselves like helping them and seeing like how grateful they are like it's re- very humble so uh, then it's actually yeah. feel like kind of privileged to be in a position to be able to help. Um, I suppose, look, we'll probably wrap up there. We did cover a lot today and we mentioned mm. a lot of different resources. Um, so we will put links to various bits in the show notes. So for things like yeah. um, Safe Ireland. And actually one thing we didn't mention, and I just maybe will, um, is it hotline.ie? If you have uh, images of yours that have been shared online. You can go to hotline.ie and you can report it. And I think it creates like a hash value for your image. So it can search the internet for that hash value and remove your image from the yeah. internet. So Rosie, thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you. And, and well done again. Yeah, yeah. hope everybody yeah. has a very nice rest of day. For the podcast, you can find us on UCC's 98.3 FM and on the social medias. So on Instagram, uccstudent.it and on Twitter, UCC IT Services. And you can check out the IT Bytes podcast wherever you get your podcasts.